Welcome to episode 36 of the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast I've created for leaders like you. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. I'm Nikki Cross, founder of Thrive Life and Business, and guess what? Today's episode is an hour long again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Or am I? I don't know. I've got some really good feedback from the last episode that you enjoyed it, so maybe I'm not sorry. What you can expect from today's episode is some real talk around goals. So before we set goals, what can happen inside us and the resistance that we can feel about actually admitting what our goals really are, but also on the way to achieving our goals when we're not when we're not achieving our goals, when we're failing or when we feel like we're failing or when we feel like we should be further ahead than we are. And also the shame that can also come around succeeding. Sometimes we are so scared of our failure, but sometimes we are also so scared of actually succeeding. So I'm discussing all of that in today's episode. Strap yourselves in. It's another hour long episode. So therefore I'm gonna keep this introduction short and sweet. As always, please feel free to share this episode with a colleague, a friend, or another leader that you think it would benefit. I am so grateful for the shares that I am getting recently, guys. Honestly, when you're DMing me, telling me what you've taken from the episode, I've also had a lovely lady over on Instagram just this last week called Michelle Soul. She's a fellow coach. Michelle created a whole post on her Instagram grid about the podcast that she was loving at the moment, and mine was in there, so thank you, Michelle. It is absolutely massively appreciated. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Okay, so as we move into August, we're also moving into a new topic inside Thrive Together. And July was the beginning of the quarter, so it was all about goals. And therefore, it's only natural to move into the topic of pace and persistence for August. Like I've explained on the podcast throughout July, goal setting is one thing, absolutely. But goal execution really, really is another And the thing is, there is so much before, during, after setting a goal when it comes to the inner work, it really isn't spoken about enough. And that's exactly what I'll be covering in today's episode. Now, I know the last episode was long. It was was long. So, and actually I've had some feedback from quite a few of you to say you did not mind long form. So perhaps I will go off on a tangent in more episodes to come, but I am Today, I am trying my best to keep today's episode succinct, but it takes as long as it takes. So I suppose strap yourselves in because as usual, we're diving in deep. So firstly, what I want you to consider is, have you ever set a goal? So for instance, for us inside Drive Together, we'll use the example, we set our quarterly goals in July that take us over July, August, September. And then as the weeks pass by, so think about this, you've set your goal and the weeks pass by and you haven't progressed towards that goal as you'd wanted to, or things have got in the way, or you have gotten in the way. (laughs) What normally follows is feelings, feelings of wanting to hide, feelings of just wanting to put the goals in the drawer and hope that the world doesn't see that you've just forgotten them. They've just gone away, you know? And I know you can relate because I've seen it. I've seen it time and time and time again in myself, in the leaders that I've coached. And I want you to know before I even dive into the content of this episode today, that I am coming from a place of experience. I have personally avoided setting goals. So I've not even set goals in the first place 
or I've also fallen foul of when I've set a goal, it's not really been very stretching. And I could I could attribute that to many things, to be fair. Firstly, this overwhelming sense of not wanting to fail. I'm an Enneagram type three, which I know quite a few of you are, to be fair. But that was something that my me and my ego battled with for years and years and years. This, I cannot fail. I simply cannot fail. And therefore, goal setting became this really dramatic thing. But there are other reasons why I know in the past that I've set really small goals that don't stretch me whatsoever. And they range. It's not just about failure. It's also about success. You know, I, I personally, and I have also worked with clients who feel like if they succeed, if they succeeded, sorry, that maybe they won't deserve the outcome or they won't even, they won't be able to handle that level of success. And so for ages, for years, I know for me, I felt like there was something wrong with me. I was frustrated with the stagnation of not setting a goal, but I was also annoyed with the discomfort that came from feeling stuck. And aside from that, I was also scared of the discomfort that would come from growth. So there's loads going on, isn't there? Let's let's have it right. There's loads. <laughs> when it comes to goal setting, if you've been listening to these episodes over the last few, you will have now uncovered probably quite a lot within yourself when it comes to goal setting. I hope so, anyway. But I, I felt like I was doing it all wrong. I felt like I couldn't win. And the more I hid from what I really wanted, the more frustrated I became because I was achieving all of this other stuff. But then the more I admitted my goal to myself and to others, the more fear came up, which then <laughs> which then also brought shame. So it sounded a bit like, um, but what if I can't do it? And what if then I won't achieve it? And what will they think? And who will I be letting down? And who will I be? You know, if I put my name to this goal and I fail, who will I be? What will that mean about me? If I put my name to this goal and I succeed, who, who will I be? What will that mean about me? And what will they think? So much shit. <laughs> like, so much shit. But then once I'd finally said my goal out loud, committed to it, this was, by the way, with the help of a coach, my God, then, then came the self-doubt. Then came the self-protection and the self-sabotage. I quite literally was scared of my own goal. It was like walking... I want you to picture this. It's like walking towards something with a rope attached to your back and you're walking towards it, but someone's pulling on the rope, making it hard to take step forwards, take steps forward towards your goal. But the person pulling the rope is also me. <laughs> it's like, what? But I don't, I don't know if I'm making sense here, but it makes sense to me. And I'm really aware that as we close out July... We're now a month into the quarter and my Thrive Together members will be noticing time passing them by and will probably be feeling a range of emotions towards the goal that they've set or the goals that they have set. And unfortunately, these feelings tend to be generated not from our efforts towards the goal, but from our achievement or lack thereof. We usually focus on the achievement, rarely the effort. And this is where I see people, myself included, make the biggest mistake. We sometimes look at goals and think, I'm not there, so I can't be there. I'm not there. I can see my goal, I'm looking at it, and I'm not there, and therefore I can't be there. But what we fail to see is the steps that we need to take to get there. And the steps that we probably repeatedly need to take to get there and the skills that we need to build to get there. 
I was thinking about this on the way home from a gym class the other week. I was thinking, I've only gone to about, I don't know, maybe 15 classes at this particular gym now. But my objective, my goal is to get my fitness and health back to where it previously was. And I've got some measures around that. But I think looking after dad and being in the first year of business, it really gave me a great excuse not to prioritise looking after myself in that way. But anyway, I was on my way home and I was thinking about my first session there. And I remember, I remember driving to that first session and I remember thinking, I'm not going to fit in. I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb because not only will I not know what I'm doing, but I'm also not fit. I won't be able to keep up. And I remember just thinking, I just want to be fit. I just wanted to click my fingers and just be fit. And what I realized in that moment is we don't ever actually just be something like poof I'm now that thing that's not it's not how it happens we don't one day wake up being able to run a marathon we don't one day wake up being able to speak mandarin we don't one day wake up and generate 100k in our business in a day if we've never taken steps towards running our own business before I suppose the point is we don't automatically just be it just because we want it we become through the effort of working towards it. And inside Thrive Together, we set unrealistic goals. And that is because those goals that we set when we're coming from a realistic place, they're coming from our limiting beliefs, yes. And partly this is about the achievement of those goals, but also it's about becoming who you become on the way on the journey. I think this is so important to preface this episode with because what I'm about to go into is what tends to happen before goal setting, during goal setting, and on the way to achieving our goals in day-to-day life and in business. And I think it's really useful to point out that even me, the person who's running these goal setting workshops, can forget all of this and slip into a sense of entitlement. You know, that sense of entitlement of, I just want to be fit now. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to do the work because I don't want to look like a tit. I don't want to turn up to that episode. I don't want to turn up to that gym class and look like an idiot who doesn't know what they're doing and can't keep up with the rest of the class. I don't want that shame that comes with that. So therefore, I just want to be fit. That's essentially entitlement, right? And it's not entitlement from a place of, I should, you know, like a brat place. Like I should just have it or I should just be able to do it because I think I'm special in some way or I think I deserve it because of some special reason. I don't think that there's something about me that makes me unique in in that I get to skip the work. It's not that. It's more so that I have set the goal and now I just really want the outcome. <laughs> Part of goal setting is frustrating because what we're doing is we are admitting even to ourselves that that is the thing that we want. And when we admit that to ourselves, it becomes quite hard to remain very patient and diligent in taking steps towards it, you know? And I know you know what I mean here too, because I know that if you've set goals, this has definitely happened to you. Definitely happened to you too. I remember when I launched my business, I had set a goal for a rolling revenue figure each month that covered everything, tax, my personal financial obligations, saving for profit, etc. We'll call it 5K, that seems popular. Let's call it 5K. And anyway, I'd set myself this goal and I remember the same feeling. It was like, right then, right, right then. I've set this goal, now I want it. Like I want the 5K, when's it gonna turn up? But when it wasn't happening as quickly as I wanted it to, or in the manner in which I'd hoped, 
that's when the shame sets in. That's when the doubt sets in. Same with my fitness and my weight. I have a goal of getting back to a BMI that feels comfortable for me alongside a few fitness goals and I've already started to feel it. I've already started to notice myself thinking the thoughts. When will I notice the changes that I'm working so hard for in my body? When will I look different? When will I feel different? When will the classes feel easier? Why am I finding this so hard still? It's like we work at something and when it isn't paying off as quickly as we'd hoped or unfolding in the way that we'd planned, we start to waver. We start to doubt, right? I hope you can relate to this. I'm pretty sure you can. And that's the thing with the way that we set goals inside Thrive Together. How often before setting a goal have you questioned your ability to achieve it and therefore held yourself back? Not set the goal or set a smaller goal. You know, I can hands on heart say I have done this many, many, many times. So I'm going to assume that some of you out there have done it too. You might even be listening to me thinking, yeah, there is something that I wish that I could go after. There is something that I wish I could commit to, but I am playing small or I am avoiding it or I am pushing it down. Or even I find this one a lot. I am pretending that I don't want it. And so we say things like, well, I just don't know. I don't really know what my goal is. I don't really know what I want. Bollocks, you don't bollock you don't. (laughs) So that leads me nicely into my first point for today. The first thing that I want to talk about is the shame that holds us back before we set a goal. And here's what I notice. I notice that we don't set the goal or we want to play small because we feel an inner resistance, an unfounded inner resistance that comes from a place of feeling not good enough. And after we've bust through that, usually we are met with a feeling of who do you think you are? which dependent on your shame voice of choice can either come from a place of get back in your box or why should you want that when others don't have half of what you have, you know? So let me just rewind a little bit on that. Here's what I see with my clients. When they're feeling that resistance towards their goal, normally the things that I will hear from them are things like, but what if I'm not good enough? What if it doesn't work out? What if I can't cope? It's all like what if thoughts and normally once we have worked through that and we have we have uncovered if their fear is coming from a logical place and therefore there is actual factual things to explore like I don't know you know what the market's like at the moment or whether their customers even want the thing that they're they're you know thinking of setting as a goal whatever it is logical stuff or whether it's coming from a place of not good enough or whatever once they get through that then they then they smacked over the head with oh really who do you think you are you know it's like what if I'm not good enough and once I get past that it's like no 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 who do you think you are get back in your box or you're dreaming too big why should you have that who do you think you are And then as we edge towards setting the goal, we're then usually a lot of the time met with comparison. It's like once we've battled our inner demons and we've made friends with them, we then look around to see what outer demons may be lurking. And often what we find, because we will find, when we look, we find. And what often what we do find is things like, well, I've looked over there and I'm not as good as them. The person who's already doing or being what you want to be successfully everyone's already doing it and therefore there's no room for me you know oh well I noticed that it takes it takes a lot of time and effort to achieve that goal and I don't really know if I'm going to be able to fit it in you know 
it's it's almost like we see what we need to see to justify us not going after that goal. So if you've ever really struggled with actually setting a goal, even if you know all the goal setting techniques, please know there is nothing wrong with you. You've likely just got a hell of a lot of resistance coming up when you're really honest about what you really want because of the perceived pain of admitting what you want and then potentially not being able to have it. It's like if we can disappoint ourselves now by by not admitting what we really want, that will be less painful than going after it and not achieving it. But that's not the case. That's not true. You are self-failing. You are self-rejecting so that it's not painful if you go after it and you are not able to achieve it. We think that that's the right way around, but you can hear it in my explanation. It's not the right way around. The right, the long-term disappointment is going to come from you never actually admitting to that goal in the first place. Long-term disappointment comes from that. And the other big thing that can absolutely come up before setting goals, so I haven't moved on from this just yet, we're still talking about before goal setting, the other thing that can really hold us back is we seek reassurance from others. Oh my fucking God. I cannot tell you how much I've done this in the past, how much I wish I could tell past me to seek that reassurance from myself from myself. I literally used to go around asking people what they thought of my goal. Asking people who were not qualified to comment on my goal. So it wasn't even like I was asking them for, you know, advice, that I, professional advice, for instance. It's nothing like that. People who really, really cared about me, but were not qualified to comment on my goal. And guess what? Guess what happens when you ask people who care about you if you should go after a big goal, guess what they're going to want to do? They are going to want to protect you. It is human nature. If my little boy said to me, hey, guess what, mum? I'm going to go and do a skydive. And he told me all the reasons why this was his dream and how safe it was. I would still have something inside me that wanted to protect him. And that would likely come out of my mouth. (laughs) You know? And the same thing happens when you share your goals with other people imagine, I imagine if you're inside Thrive Together, right, and if you set some unrealistic goals at the beginning of July, you may have experienced this from others too. You might have told other people about your dreams, about your goals, and and came up against their, oh, but gosh, have you thought about this? Or have you considered that? Oh, really? You set a goal that big? Oh, well, will you not be disappointed? Oh, well, if we don't set a goal, we can't be disappointed. I'll come to that one in a bit. The trick is, to gain the perspective of others because their perspective and input is often useful to hear and consider, but don't rely on their opinion for validation that this should be your goal or it should not be your goal. And certainly don't rely on their opinion and as permission that you should or shouldn't be setting that goal. Really, like the likelihood is their fears will come out as well-intended advice and that will put the shits up you even more than you are doing to yourself. (laughs) Reassure yourself. Validate yourself. Give yourself permission. Don't rely on others to do this for you. It's not their job. Their job is to love you. And part of loving you usually feels like trying to protect you. And that might not only be like financial protection, like 
as, a, as an example, if you were thinking, right, I'm going to leave my well-paid job and I'm going to go and set up this business, you might have a partner who is also financially reliant on you in some way that their fears will really, really come out then. And it will sound like well-intended advice and it will sound like just considerations for you to make. But don't seek validation from other people who are trying to protect you, who are trying to keep you safe, who are trying to not only see you not fail and feel the pressure of the ramifications of that failure, i.e. financial ones, but they are also trying to protect you from judgment. They are also trying to protect you from shame and from failure, okay? But you're already doing that to yourself. (laughs) And usually when you're sharing this goal with someone, it isn't to get their opinion and to get their ideas. It's usually to try and hear some sort of reassurance and validation and permission. You know, fight me if I'm wrong. Fight me, you know, not physically fight me, but DM me and say, actually, I disagree. Here are my reasons. And sometimes it might be that you are after opinions. Sometimes it might be that you are after market research. But I suppose that's my point. Just notice. Notice where it's coming from. I... I could have said for years, no, 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 I just want other people's opinions. And I probably really believed that at the time. But looking back, I just wanted someone somewhere to say, Nikki, go for it. Go for it. You're going to be fine. Go for it. That's what I needed to hear in that time. And nobody ever said that to me. (laughs) People said variants of that, but no one really had that twinkle in their eye and just went, fuck it, just do it, Nick. Just go for it. You're going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. You have to give that to yourself. You have to give that to yourself. Don't rely on other people to do that for you. It is not their job. Okay. Okay. So then we move into goal setting. So assuming that you've made it this far and you haven't given up on setting your goal, and I'm not shaming you here, by the way, I've said many times that I waited five years till I finally admitted that I had a goal of setting up my own business. I hid from that all of that time because I was scared. But if you haven't given up on setting your goal, then you will have moved into goal setting. And if you're in Thrive Together and you you came on the quarter three goal setting workshop with me, well then you've moved into goal setting. And when we get the courage to actually verbalize our goal or write it out, that's when the real stuff starts to come out. And I I say real in inverted commas. I say real like that because it's the real life stuff that we realize once we start to perceive our goal as a potential reality in our lives. So for example, for me, it sounded like this. If I start my own business, then I won't have a salary. And if I don't have a salary, then that could compromise my relationships. It could put a strain on my relationships. And therefore, well, they're the most important things to me. (laughs) And therefore, that could leave me in a really negative situation. But it could also mean, even if it was remotely successful, it could mean that without being able to prove that you've got a salary, we're not even going to be able to renew our mortgage offer. All of the real life stuff comes up and you're smacked in the face with it. You know, when when you finally write that goal down, you're like, yeah, I admit it, there it is, okay, it's out, then you're hit with all the real stuff, and we start to question, do I really want this, and this happens because we start to realise that both scenarios carry with them discomfort, if I go back to not setting the goal at all, I will feel a discomfort of the stagnation and frustration of feeling stuck, but if I set the goal, 
and I, and I pursue it, I will feel the discomfort of vulnerability and growth. And you'd be absolutely right. Staying still and not growing and not allowing yourself to realize your goals, they, that carries a discomfort, but so does growth. And if you're setting goals that stretch you, then you can guarantee that they will be challenging you to grow. It is an audacious move to set a goal so big that it goes beyond your self-imposed limitations. And it's this kind of audacity that I want to cultivate inside of my Thrive Together members, inside of my one-to-one clients. I have spent 15 years now watching how leaders, including myself, hold themselves back due to fear and shame. Fear that they won't be good enough. Shame of letting other people down. Fear of being judged if they fail. Shame of ruining their identity that they've worked for years to build in their career or whatever it is. Fear of being judged if they succeed. Shame of not fitting in anymore due to their success. I've seen leaders scared of failure, but I've also seen leaders scared of success. You are not alone in this. And so when it comes to setting goals, what we can tend to do is dull or lessen the goal to avoid that shame of judgment or failure. And we can start to convince ourselves why it's better that way. We start to justify to ourselves with logic why we didn't really want the big goal. You know, we only really want the lukewarm, floppy lettuce goal. Because, you know, who needs that much money? And I don't really need the job title, actually. I'm really happy with this job. You know, the pension package? The pension package, (laughs) it's really good. But we start to convince ourselves that... Actually, let's just minimize the risk. It makes sense to minimize the risk. And the theory here is no expectations, no disappointment. And this, this makes me rage. What is so bad about disappointment? Like seriously, I want you to pause the episode here and be challenged by this question. Be challenged by that statement. No expectations, no disappointment. Why the fuck not? Why not? When did you learn that it was the worst thing in the world to be disappointed? When did you learn to avoid disappointment at all costs? I know I did. Don't set a goal too high because you might be disappointed if you fail. Don't get your hopes up. You've all heard that shit, but here's the really fucked up thing. We disappoint ourselves in the long term by holding back, by playing small, by not even trying at all by avoiding disappointment from not achieving our goal, by not setting it in the first place or setting it really lukewarm, teeny tiny, we're saving ourselves in the short term from feeling that shame, but we're actually disappointing ourselves long term. We're self-rejecting so that someone else can't reject us. We are self-failing so that we can't fail out there in public where they can see us. Because if we don't try, if the goal isn't big and if the bar isn't too high, then we can't be disappointed. And there is such a false benefit to this approach. When you avoid the discomfort of the big goal that challenges you, you avoid the opportunity. (laughs) You avoid the opportunity of growth. When you avoid the discomfort of that big goal, I'm saying it again because I mess my words. When you avoid the discomfort of the big goal, that challenges you because it's more comfortable, then you also avoid the opportunity to grow into the next version of you, the evolvement of you in pursuing that goal. 
And my advice to you on this is really, really simple. Get super aware of what brings you fear and shame around your goals. Get so aware of it. Stare it in the face daily if you can. If I was to read my journals out loud to you, my God, actually, hang on. I'm going to let me pause this and I'm going to go and find the pages. Okay, back. So this is the 19th of March, 2020. And I'm just reading this. Yesterday, I felt it. The cloud of fear. The what have I fucking done? The fear of have I just made the worst decision in my whole entire life, giving up everything that I have ever worked for. But what I also realise is things that are misaligned are starting to fall away. And it is okay for me to slow down. It is okay for me to trust. It's okay to surrender. It's okay for me to listen to my inner guidance. And I know that I am here for a reason and I am prepared to fulfill it, I think that says. Yeah, fulfill it. Yes, I have fear. Yes, I have times where I feel like I can't do it. But if I trust and if I make a practical plan and if I take steps in the general direction of my goals on a continual basis, I will be fine. It is time for me to build my offering. And today I call in, oh, I didn't know it said this. Today I will call in the support of my mum. She would have given me. I call in the support of my mum. I miss her so much. I'm so grateful for her. Today I will do things that move everything forward and show the world what they can access. Today I will breathe. Today I will be brave. Today I will surrender to what is there for me. What would I tell a client to do right now? I would say feel, feel your, feel your fear. Okay, I would say feel your fear, fine, if you must, but act with courage. Nikki don't let your Nikki don't let your thoughts go too far down the fear path because they'll what does that say impair your actions stay in self trust you are safe to continue to move forward and then I've pulled a few cards and I've read them to myself by the looks of it wow it's so weird reading that here's another entry I'm going to read to you okay this one the 13th of April 2020. I'll be honest, I feel really fucking negative. I'm thinking things like, I can't even define my offering. There will be so many people offering what I offer. Why hasn't, oh, (laughs) why hasn't this particular person got back to me for fuck's sake? (laughs) All of the above thoughts are fear thoughts. What am I doing to myself? I feel like it's complete self-sabotage, but in fairness, I am also due on, but I can see self-sabotage coming on. It's like I've decided based on my Instagram results, what is the point in what I'm doing? What is actually going to happen here? Come on, Nick, for fuck's sake, you can do better than this thinking. You are going to today, sorry, today you are going to speak positively to yourself. You're going to encourage yourself. You're going to feed yourself foods that will support your health and body, not punish yourself. You're not going to try and protect yourself by self-sabotage. I don't know what that says. You're going to stop making excuses. You're going to stop tinkering around and fucking get it done. Nikki, put it out there for fuck's sake. (laughs) 
how can I open myself up to re to receive more support? I am protected, I am safe, and I trust. I welcome the highs and the lows, and I let all of those experience motive experiences motivate me. I have I I hand over my loneliness in this feeling, my worries, my hurt, my doubt, my fears. I hand them over now. I am not burdening those on my shoulders today or any other day. It's absolutely okay for me to have these times. I'm fucking human, but I'm not going to live there. Looking back over my thoughts, I can tell that it's close to crunch time now. It's just a repeating pattern and I can see that the closer I get to doing something, the more scared I get. I've felt this way before. It's a I've felt this way before. It's a it's a familiar feeling. It's like the impending big moment, but I always surpass it and I'm still here now. I don't remember not being able to actually handle something. So all of this fear must be in my head. This is extremely I can't believe I'm reading this to you guys. <laughs> I haven't read this myself. This is extremely new and different as a challenge. It's way it is this way because I've not put the stake these stakes on before so this is when I was launching my business but these stakes are super high and I'm not really a risk taker so that would tell me that I've made this bet knowing that I can actually win I am backing myself to win I know that I don't have to go it alone and that reassurance that I seek I can call from the support of inside myself. I do not need the reassurance at all. I can issue that to myself. I do not need permission. I can issue that to myself. I can, oh sorry, I can, I can continue to take steps. Oh, th- there you go. I can see that if I can continue to take steps that I cannot fail. The thing that I need to be built will be built. And like I've said previously, it doesn't matter to the world how you feel, only that you take the steps and that they see you wanting to share what you can share with them and feel your feelings, but just don't live in them. So why not create something good? And then I've gone on to write some more after I've done some reading later on. The reason that I wanted to share that with you is because I want you to see that we're all processing these things and I want you to hear, I'm so sorry if that was disjointed and I couldn't read my own writing and a bit raw and all of that stuff, but I wanted you to, I wanted you to hear that this, when I talk about this work being intentional, that's what I fucking mean. I mean, actually staring your fears right in the eyes and doing the work. I imagine that journaling session may have taken me half an hour, 45 minutes, but to me, that is time well spent because I can look back on those notes now and think, oh God, you know, if I could go back and reassure myself that actually it's not as dramatic as you're making it out to be. And actually the stakes aren't even that high. You've got savings. (laughs) You know, if I could go back and remove the drama for myself, I would. But in that moment, that drama, that fear, it was real to me. You can hear it. You can hear it. It was real to me. And so... I suppose that's that's what I want to finish this particular point on is don't ignore your fears. Don't push shame down. Shine a light on it. And also don't seek why you feel like you feel either without 
forward movement because you'll just get stuck you know if you just sit and you just journal and you just write about why do I feel this way notice in my journaling I am I'm exploring how I feel and I'm you know I'm giving myself a little bit of tough love in there I notice as well (laughs) but I'm also my focus is on forward movement my focus is on what I will do and notice in that journaling there are no tasks, there are no, right, today I will do X, Y, Z, I am just, I think I said this, in, yeah, I did, I mentioned this in the previous episode, what I was doing there is I was priming, I mentioned this in the previous episode, Tony Robbins talks about state story strategy, so um, if you try and work on your strategy, if you try and execute from a state that I will have been feeling, even without writing that down, you can imagine what that execution will have looked like. If I try and take action with all of that shit inside me, well, then my work probably would have reflected that. It would have reflected that by being teeny tiny, incy-wincy steps as opposed to bold movements. Even if they are only forward shuffle movements, I still needed them to be bold. I still needed them to reflect the energy of, I am fucking all in here. I am all in. I am ready to serve. That's what I needed them to reflect. So yeah, just two things to round this section off. Don't ignore your feelings. Don't push them down. Don't avoid shame. Shine a light on how you feel and work through it. But don't seek to work through it by only focusing on why do I feel like I do without that forward movement. Because what we don't want is for you to get stuck there right? So the next thing that I want to talk to you about is um, 35 minutes, sauce. (laughs) But the next thing that I want to talk to you about is on the pursuit to your goal. So on the pursuit to your goal, the first thing I want to touch on is if you are being successful, in inverted commas, with the pursuit of your goal, we can think things like, yeah, but it won't last. It's a bit of a fluke. And what I want you to do is I want you to be noting your weekly wins. Because what can often happen is we take steps towards our goals. And if we're telling ourselves things like, oh, but this won't last, or oh, but that success was only a fluke, what we're not doing is what, you know, when the army come back from um, missions and they debrief, don't they, with each other? They debrief, so they'll go, okay, what happened? We were successful. Why were we successful? Or what happened? We failed. Why did we fail? That's not, they're not doing that to, if they failed to beat themselves up or if they succeeded to give themselves a pat on the back. They are doing that to learn. They're doing it to learn. So if you get success on your way to achieving your goal, if you hit your first milestone, for instance, or if you're inside Thrive Together and you're like, yeah, I smashed July out the park what I want you to do is be thinking, rather than thinking, oh, that was a bit of a fluke or it won't last. What happened? I was successful. Why were you successful? What happened? How can we replicate that? What can we learn? What happened? Oh, I failed. It didn't work out the way I thought it would. Okay, why? What can we learn from that? Yeah, I want you to track your journey. I want you to look back on your failures And I want you to look back on your successes. And from both of those, I want you to take your lessons so that you can replicate success moving forward. And you can see, oh God, I see. So that's interesting. When I took those small steps every day, 
then I was really successful. Someone said in a Thrive Together call the other week, oh, I just randomly got a one-to-one consultation request out the blue. So this is a coach who's inside Thrive Together and she said, oh, I've, I've had a potential client approach me and ask for a consultation call completely out the blue. And I'm like, whoa, no, not true. You've been showing up on social media every single day. You've been putting your services out there, not by way of, hey, come and work with me, but by way of, here's how I can help you. And so that isn't out of the blue. That's what we do. That's what I mean. When we say, oh, well, that was a fluke, we, we um, what's the word I want to use? We discredit the work that we have done that's led to that outcome. Don't do that. Don't do that. What you want to be doing is recognizing your wins so that you can replicate that success, right? Another thing that happens if we are succeeding on the pursuit to our goal (laughs) is we're like, this is fucking epic. I am absolutely smashing it. And what we forget is the messy middle. What we forget is all of that failure that we've experienced before we've been smashing it, all of that doubt, all of that self-sabotage, we forget all of that. And therefore, what we do is we forget to realize that those failures, those self-doubt that we felt, the the messiness, the self-sabotage, all of that laid the foundations for your success. We wanna move on from all of those icky feelings so fucking quickly, just so that we can celebrate the fact that we're smashing it. But what I want you to also realize is, no, like all of that self-doubt, all of that self-sabotage, all of the things that you have learned on your way to your goal, all of it has laid the foundations for the success that you are currently having. Hence the reason, if you are in Thrive Together and we do power planning every week, why I'm saying to you, great, so reflect back on the last week, what challenges did you face? And how would you coach someone who was in your position to deal with that more effectively? These, this is the method behind what we are doing together, yeah? And then the last couple of things that I wanted to mention as you progress towards your goal, if you are being successful, is the opinion of other people may come into place. And this is what I was talking about earlier. We fear being successful because what other people might think of us and whether we think that they might perceive us to be worthy of that level of success. It's fucked up, I know, but you also can relate to it. When people have said things to you like, oh, it must be nice being able to work from home. It must be nice being able to choose your own hours. You're so lucky. Yeah, I am. I work fucking hard for this. (laughs) I make choices and sacrifices for this. You do not have to justify yourself to anyone. You do not have to get everyone to see your point of view. You do not have to justify your success. You do not have to get others to see how worthy you are. And you do not have to downplay it either. You know, if you've achieved something, allow yourself to sit in that. It's not boastful. It's not obnoxious. If someone says to you, you've achieved that, well done, or wow, you know, I can't believe you've you've achieved that, or whatever they say to you, whether you say it out loud or just in your own head, it's a thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Thank you for that acknowledgement. I've worked really hard for that. Or thank you for that acknowledgement. That was a big deal to me. It doesn't have to be met. You know, like when someone says, oh, that dress is lovely. And we go, oh, thanks. It was only 50p from Primark. Not that kind of thing. You know, (laughs) 
you know, and we, it's almost like we're scared. We, we want to still fit in. And therefore what we do is we don't share our success with people because we're, we're, we're a bit scared, to be honest, that by doing so will mean other people will see us as not like them, right? So I'm just there to say on that point, look, you don't have to justify your success to anyone. You don't have to downplay it. Nothing like that. You can just receive and that's okay. That's okay. And then the last thing that I just wanted to touch on quickly here is when we're on the pursuit of our goals, if it's all going to shit, if we are failing, if there are setbacks or old behavior patterns are coming back into play, yeah? So what what I want to say on this is there are, when you have set a big goal, a goal that stretches you, a goal that you probably wouldn't have set on your own without some form of coaching or challenge in some way, shape or form, it is inevitable that there will be setbacks. And by setbacks, what I really mean is things that you cannot control. And what I really want to say about this is you can't control everything. You already know that. So it goes faith, action, evidence, not the other way around. It doesn't go evidence, if at all, if I see that I'll be successful, then I'll take action and then I'll have faith. Doesn't go that way around. You have to have the faith, take the action, despite the setbacks that you're having, to get the evidence that you want to see. That takes courage and you have that. And you also have the ability of reflection. So when you do come across a setback, when you do come across a failure, you there are benefits to failure. There are benefits to setbacks, but you have to be willing to notice what they are. So every single week inside Thrive Together, when I'm saying to you guys, it, my members in there, when I'm saying to you, okay, look back over the previous week, what didn't work? What happened? What fucked up? These are the things that I'm wanting you to see so that you can learn from them, so that you can see the setback and go, oh, I never saw that one coming. I didn't plan for that. And I'm not saying you should now be able to plan for it. I'm saying maybe that has added a layer to who you are. Maybe you've had major, major setbacks. I know one of my Thrive Together members in particular has 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 had some major physical setbacks in that she's had accidents and things that have happened to her that have made her not be able to go after her goals in the way that she had hoped for. But you can still look back on that and go, okay, well, this is adding a layer to me that I didn't realize I would have had before. This is giving me the opportunity to practice things that I would never have had the opportunity to practice, like patience, like resilience. I am growing in this experience and that is good. That is good. The other thing that can happen when we are failing, when we're going towards a goal, and by the way, I know that some of this stuff can sound really triggering, especially if you are, like, if this is you right now, if you are failing in this moment, if you are having setbacks in this moment, I understand completely and I'm pretty sure that there will be other parts of my journal that I would be able to flick through, find a setback and that version of me would be like, fuck off, Nick. I don't want to listen to this podcast episode anymore. But I, you and I both know if we can get good at reflection and if we can get good at having that faith despite 
the setback despite the failure and continue to take the action, whatever that looks like, and produce the evidence for ourselves, not just outcome-based evidence, not just tangible evidence, i.e. a result, but evidence that, hey, look at me, I'm still here. Hey, look at me, I am I'm waking up and I'm going again. Here I am. Hey, look at me recognizing when I need to hustle and when I need to rest. Those kinds of things, you know? And that actually leads me on to one of my next points, which is old behavior patterns start to set in as well. Old behavior, when we're failing, old behavior patterns seem to crop up. And I know you know what I mean. And I also know that you really know that I know this because you've just heard me read out my journal. You've just heard me read out my journal with all of that drama where I was recognizing in that moment, I know that something big is coming up because I'm starting to self-sabotage. I know that something big is coming up because I'm starting to freak the fuck out. That's what my brain does. When the closer I get to a launch or the closer I get to a workshop or a presentation or something happening where I'm a little bit nervous, my brain freaks, like the the volume on my freak turns up. <laughs> that's, that's what seems to happen. And for me, the advice is drop the drama. Drop the drama, you know. For instance, if you hit, if you, if you were on your way to the corner shop now or the co-op or whatever it is where you are, and you hit a red light at traffic. I heard this on someone else's podcast, so I can't take this one as my own, but I am going to share it with you. I can't remember who it was though. If you hit a red light at traffic, you would stop at the red light. And when it turned green, you would carry on with your journey. What happens with us is when we hit a setback or when we hit, when we go into one of our old behavior patterns or when we hit a bit of failure, we, we get, we see that red light and we're like, fuck, it means we should stop and turn around. It means we should just give up. In fact, let's just turn the engine off and sit in our car at the red light and eat ice cream and sob about it never going to be able to work again. (laughs) We need to take that drama out of the situation, view the red light for what it is. We've got to stop for a minute. It's going to add time onto our journey. Our fucking well. And then when it goes green, we have to start again. Yeah. It's being willing to take action without attachment to that outcome and dropping the levels of drama on the way. Because that is really what we're holding onto in that moment. We're holding onto the outcome. We're squeezing onto the outcome so tight. I've just got to make it to the shop. I've just got to make it to the shop. When actually, if we just allow ourselves to be at this stage where we're at in the journey right now and allow for that, it becomes a lot easier. We become, when we become less detached from the outcome, it becomes a lot easier to navigate the journey, doesn't it? And then my final point is we take the evidence when we're failing, when we're on our way to a goal and we're failing, we can take that as evidence to mean that it won't happen for us at all. So if I use myself as an example, I've already told you now that I've probably been to, I don't know, 15, 12, however many of these gym classes that I've been going to, they are brutal. They are ruthless. And every time I'm on my way thinking, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be horrible. And I'm not seeing changes in my body 
both physically, like aesthetically, and also in the way that I feel in my body, I'm not seeing those changes as quickly as I would like. And what I notice about myself is it makes me think thoughts like, well, it's not happening. It's not happening. And that is discouraging to me. And I know that you know what I mean here. That is discouraging. And therefore what that can have an effect of is, well, I'm not seeing results as quickly as I'd like. So therefore I'm not going to bother. I'll just skip a session. Oh, look at that. I'll just skip another session. Well, I wasn't getting results anyway. So what's the point? No, if you've ever read The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, if you haven't read that book, go out and buy it like right now, you cannot get it on Audible, that is a shame, it's an amazing book, but he talks in there about compound, um, you know, the the whole compound interest thing, and how things compound over time, and so I really just want you to be thinking in that way, particularly if you're a Thrive Together member, and you have set goals in July, and you are being diligent, and you are working towards those goals, or even if you're working towards those goals and actually you've realised one of the goals that you set, it might not be the right goal anymore. But you have that that decision comes from not a fear place, not a I'm giving up place, but a I have received or discovered new information and therefore I am making new choices. They're all good things. They're all really good things. And you have to be so fucking aware of where those choices are coming from. But if that is coming from... I'm not getting there as quickly as I'd hoped and therefore I can't see this working for me. Please persist. Please persist. Your power is in your persistence and if you persist, you will eventually succeed. You will. And just one more point on that particular topic. Please don't... When you're pursuing a goal and you're not getting there as quickly as you'd like or you're not seeing the evidence that you would like of it all working out for you, please, please don't go into burnout mode. Please don't think, well, if I work harder and I work harder and I work harder and I put all the hours in that I could possibly put in and the biggest one that I see with leaders that I coach is they start to not take rest. They start to not give themselves rest breaks and intentional rest goes completely out the fucking window because they feel like they don't deserve it because the results they see in front of them are not reflective of the results that they thought they should have achieved and therefore they don't allow themselves to rest. They don't allow themselves to not only rest but to have fun and to seek joy Instead, they they turn into this machine that is only there for the goal. Don't, don't do that. (laughs) Do that. You know, can you see that actually, even if your timeframes were out, even if you set a goal and you thought it would take you three months to achieve it, but actually it's going to take you four or five, that's fine. That's fine. Even if you set a goal for three months and by the end of those three months, you're only 60% of your way to that goal, that's fine. At least you set a goal. At least you pursued it. At least you made progress towards it. 
And if you set an unrealistic goal, as I would encourage you to do, that 60% is probably 100% of the goal you would have set if you were setting a realistic goal. You know, <laughs> it's quite possible to set unrealistic goals and to also achieve them. But that's not always just the point. In fact, that's not just the point. The point is not about the achievement, but about who you become on your way to that goal, how you grow on your way to that goal. So please come at all of this with a growth mindset. And if you want more on the growth and fixed mindset, I would be more than happy to talk more on that topic, let me know. But please just come at this with a growth mindset. Please come at this with a beginner's mind. Please come at this with a mindset of, like I said about the army, am I succeeding? Great, what can I learn from that? How can I replicate this? Am I failing? Okay, fine, what can I learn from this? It's hard, it's hard to try because trying is vulnerable a lot of the time. You know, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, I didn't really try, didn't really try because then at least you can protect yourself and you can say, well, didn't really try and therefore I can totally understand why it didn't work out. But please try, trying's cool. enthusiasm is cool. Yes, it's vulnerable as shit. Yes, when I went to that first gym class and I couldn't do the moves and I didn't have the coordination. Yes, I felt like an absolute tit, but I have persisted and now I can do those moves without even thinking about it. And I'm not that far in, right? So there, look, there's progress. There's success that I can learn from already. You can see this too. So what I would love for you to do is contact me. Let me know what your goals are let me know what your goals are. Do they scare you? How do they make you feel? And how are you letting yourself get close to yourself to track the most important thing on the pursuit of your goal, which is your growth? That is the most important thing, is your growth. I know that if I was speaking to me 10 years ago, I would be like, no, it's not. The job title is, or the money is, or the this is, or the that is. Yeah, sure, they're all meaningful, worthy, important things but your growth is the most important thing out of everything. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. I am going to leave it there because guess what? We're an hour in. (laughs) Oh no, I've done it again. Um, I actually prepared for this episode. I've got loads of notes in front of me. I've got an A3 piece of paper in front of me with loads of bullet points on. And I thought, yeah, that's definitely 30 minutes worth. But alas, we are an hour in. So Am I sorry? I'm not sure. You can let me know if you're enjoying the longer episodes or not, but I will try and keep them more succinct in future. Anyway, wrapping up now, have a glorious day whenever you're listening to this episode, whether it's when it was first released or even years and years down the line. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for listening to what I've got to share with you. I am so, so grateful and I will see you in the next episode. did this episode resonate with you? I hope it did. I hope you could find some nuggets in here where you were like, yes, that is exactly what my brain does. But sometimes, as you can see from my journaling notes that I've read out today, our brains aren't always telling us the full story, are they? Our brains aren't always giving us an accurate representation of what is actually going on around us. So I hope that by me sharing that, I hope that that has really helped you. 
As always, I just want to remind you, if you're not already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. And like I said at the beginning, please feel free to share these episodes with your friends, with your colleagues. Until next time, have an intentional day. I am always cheering you on.